Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into comic book movies, blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Devin, and we've been uh, thinking about making a little trip to uh, Texas, visiting some exes in Texas. Of course, we're going to be talking about the latest a24 film to hit theaters and that is titled x uh director is by uh is it t west or ty west i believe ty ty ti there we go i I like that so as i mentioned before we are going to be reviewing uh a24's x or ty west's x and yeah this is our review i don't know why i'm doing it this way but that's totally fine uh before we begin today's episode you can listen to our podcast on podcast platforms around the internet that includes apple Podcasts, spotify google play audible iHeartRadio, and more. And if you are a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram and follow us on Twitter at FilmOptics. That is optics with an X. Or you can email us at FilmOptics at gmail.com for any movie-related questions. So I'm going to turn it over here to my amazing co-host, Devin. It feels like forever (laughs) since we've since we've done an episode it's really only been a week but we're so used to at least doing i we used to do like i mean at least like two a week depending on what's out but how have you been this past week i've been pretty good i mean i watched i watched deep water last night um <sighs> so did i <laughs> wow that's that was rough it was like okay i was like eh, like it was a slow burn like that was a very long a slow t- burn that leads to nothing yeah exactly exactly left to nothing so i mean i i can't i don't i don't have as much uh resentment towards it as a lot of other people that i know but i, I just didn't really enjoy it all that much i remember we had it on our list to review at one point and then the reviews started coming <laughs> in we were like oh, okay maybe not yeah, I mean, we saw Ana de Armas, we saw, you know, Ben Affleck, we're like, oh yeah, this this sounds amazing. I mean, they used to date. I don't know when this film was um, being filmed, like in production. I'm not sure if it, when they were dating or if it was after, I'm not entirely sure, but I'm hoping either way, you know, that they're on good terms. But yeah, it was, uh, whew, it was, that took a lot out of me. It really did. It took a lot out of me for sure. But you also watched Fresh, which hopefully made things a little bit better. Yeah. So unfortunately I actually watched fresh first, (laughs) then uh, went to the gym, came back and I watched deep water. Uh, That was a mistake, but Hey, I mean, it is what it is. Um, You know, I'm sure uh, people out there love it. And uh, we got a little bit of a Nate Jacobs action in there. So that was pretty cool. It was, it was nice to see for sure. But uh, other than deep water, you've been watching anything else. You've been catching up on some uh, Barry for uh, season three. I'm all caught up. I'm just waiting. Well, I guess I'm the one that he's got to get caught up then. <laughs> I got to get caught up. I'm almost done with season one. Um, I've been bouncing back and forth trying to finish all these uh, series. You know, I finished uh, How I Met Your Father season one. It was pretty good. Uh, season finale definitely was the uh, strongest there. And what else? Um, oh, I have to finish the... Season finale of um, Raised by Wolves season two on uh, HBO Max. And I've been been on a really big Batman kick. So I know uh, within this past weekend uh, was a one year anniversary of Zack Snyder's Justice League. So I watched that in two parts. Got to say, I enjoyed it more watching it because I started it yesterday. Um, It comes on two discs for the uh, Blu-ray. So I watched the first. I think the first one was around like two hours and 40 ish minutes. Then the rest is on the second disc, which I finished up this morning. Um, definitely got to say that's usually how I watch like Lord of the Rings extended edition as well, just because it's it's really hard to sit there all day and watch like a four hour movie. So that's what I did. Definitely split that up. I highly, highly, highly recommend. And I've been on a bit of a on more of a Batman kick been uh, rewatching the animated series. So been slowly but surely doing that. But I think I'm going to try to plow through the rest of uh barry um hopefully by the end of today or uh within the next few days because i mean there's only one I, I started playing um batman origins it's like the one arkham <laughs> game i never played so oh is it really that. i actually never played it either um but yeah that's it this has been crazy man i mean i've been i was playing uh horizon zero uh excuse me horizon forbidden west 
um, the new one. And I kind of took a bit of a detour of everything, you know, we've been doing with the podcast. So hopefully I'm going to try to dive back into that uh, here in a bit. But that's pretty much everything I've been watching. But all right, Devin, but enough chitter chatter. Are you ready to get into our review today to talk about this, this new age? Uh, is it technically elevated horror slasher film or is it just one of the run of the mills? I don't know. Like, are, are you ready to dive know. in? I'll call it elevated. To, to make it back to going back to but, Texas. But X don't give it to you. X don't give it to you. Remember, all our exes live in Texas. So, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after this introduction to X. Farmer's daughter, take one. I need to be famous, Wayne. All the best people are. There ain't nobody else out there like you. You know why? Why? You got that X factor. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was a short clip of A24's latest slasher flick picture show. I'm not sure what you want to call it. I guess I would call it a picture show. It has that that old school vibe to it. But the synopsis and movie info is as follows before we get into our review today. In 1979, a group of young filmmakers set out to make an adult film in rural Texas. But when their reclusive elderly hosts catch them <laughs> and they act, dun dun dun, <laughs> the cast finds themselves fighting for their lives. That's like the best Texas. I really don't know what you want to call it's like it. Sandy Cheeks. <laughs> Man, um, that takes me back to the episode of SpongeBob when they're making fun of Texas all day long and she's homesick. I was like, oh, poor Sandy. My gosh. Uh, definitely one of the best uh, episodes out there. But uh, this movie is directed by Ty West and written by Ty West as well and stars Mia Goth, Jenna Ortega, killing it again with the third film. And it's not even April, y'all. This is amazing. And a Britney Snow, just to name a few. So as we're going to do this, you know, we're going to get into our um, initial reactions, which is more of our non-spoiler section. And then when you hear this little bad boy, that means we're going to be getting into our spoiler section. So we'll let you guys know when we hit that. Um, and of course, we're going to be talking about little Easter eggs, uh, one that I definitely missed that I'm really kicking myself about that I'm hoping Devin was able to point out because I kind of warned him about it. But I'm going to pass it off to Devin really quick because I've been talking up a storm here uh, to give his initial reactions for A24's X. feels like this movie was just like handmade specifically for me. Like it checks so many boxes. Horror indie movie, check. A24, check. Slasher, check. Starring Kid Cudi, check. Love that. <laughs> Jenny Ortega, check. She's been a great... Becoming a bit of a scream queen herself. She's been in a in a few uh nice little horror horror series here. But um yeah, definitely definitely right up my alley. So I came in looking very much so looking forward to it and it lived up to what I was hoping for. It was just a very interesting take on the normal teen slasher genre. Having it revolve around a a set of of porn filmmakers is a very interesting. No, hold on. This is this is this is the fancy. It's, it's a film. real film. <laughs> the real film, not 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 the stuff that you find on your you know VHS blockbuster shelves. <laughs> because because usually in slashers you have the teens that are going to fool around anyways, and that's the reason they get killed. It's because they're fooling around. But for this for this take, it's because it's their job that they're doing this. It's kind of an interesting, interesting view on it. But yeah, I loves, um, this is what the new Texas Chainsaw should have been. Mm. Give, give Ty West Texas Chainsaw because this felt exactly like a Texas Chainsaw movie, obviously set in Texas. You got a crazy family attacking teenagers. Mm. Like he, he was meant to make a, a Texas Chainsaw film instead of whatever Netflix just put out. So did Ty West, was, did he also direct um, Texas Chainsaw? Or was that somebody else? That was someone else. Okay. So, okay. I'm so you he, watched. I think he should. He should have been he the one that did it. Yeah, I, I agree. So I actually haven't seen the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm, I'm assuming you have. Yeah, it's really rough. Yeah, and I mean, like for people new to uh, the show here, um, I used to be a really big baby when it came to uh, to to horror movies, but. Um, I, I gotta say, um, I, I really, really enjoy this one. Um, I've only seen the trailer maybe once or twice. Um, I knew it was kind of sort of about, but I definitely went into this, 
uh, film Blind and it being, you know, an indie film, you know, it's always important to, um, you know, see those films as well, especially on opening weekend. Yeah, I think I think the trailer did a great job of not showing too much because I went in not knowing what was going to happen because the trailer didn't give everything away. Right. It, it definitely feels like uh, Jordan Peele's new trailer for Nope that actually played during um, my uh, screening. And also there's like two other A24 films coming out as well. One's called men and there's like the, uh, the multiverse yeah, the one. Starland one. Yeah. 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 We definitely got to check. I actually want to check both of those out. Cause Jesse, I'm Buckley, really looking forward to the, um, everywhere, everything all at once. So it's called that's next week. No, that's not okay. Yeah. We're definitely putting that on the list for sure. Um, and then men as well with, uh, Jesse, Jesse Buckley. That looks uh, really interesting. I I'm just a big fan of her as, as a, uh, actor altogether, but, um, yeah, back to my initial, uh, uh my initial, <laughs> my initial thoughts of X, you know, uh, as I said before, I used to be a really big, uh, baby when it came to, uh, horror films, but you know, within since actually probably the start of our podcast back I've been more open to it and I I mean, I really love it. I mean, especially going through watching all of the uh, five screen movies prior, um, this movie really just puts you in a small setting. And of course it, it starts off a little bit of a cliche thing, but you don't really know what exactly happens. Um, But it's, it's kind of one of those, you know, they kind of show you the quote unquote ending of the movie, before the movie actually starts, but you know, it's just about a, a bunch of, I guess you could not even teenagers more so like in their, I'd say like mid 20, maybe early thirties trying to make it as, you know, a, um, you know, just trying to make it as a star, you know, they, they want to bring all this, um, the, uh, the raw material of, uh, <laughs> human emotions, uh, to the screen. And I, I I didn't I did not know this was like a slasher. I thought, of course, from watching the trailer that there was some kind of like demonic thing going on with the the elderly wife. But no, she's just, you know, dementia crazy. Yeah, that's another thing to add to my checklist. <laughs> um, old people being terrible people <laughs> and, um, you know, ex- exhorting their uh, showing their compassion for each other in, in certain ways. But of course, you know, this movie is uh, rated R. So do not take your children to go see this. A lot of blood, a lot of gore, uh, a lot of uh, graphic nudity and strong sexual sexual themes here as well. Oh, yeah. But it, it's very it, at first I, I was sitting with it. And I was like, well, I don't know. And then the more that I thought about it, and I watched a few videos about it. I was like, man, this is actually, you know, it's just an old school type. It does a great job of paying homage to the old school slashers. Obviously, Texas Chainsaw being the the main inspiration. And then there's there's um there's a few others thrown in there, a few other Easter eggs, obviously. Yeah, it's it's very um like I the mean, shining with right. the door. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> it I mean it really I mean, between the three horror movies that we've seen this year, and of course we've only covered Two, well, this being the second one uh, of the year, another slasher. But you know, between this scream and fresh, I mean, I it, it's it's nice to have. There's just, never been a better time to be a horror fan than like right now because there's so much. It, it really is, and I mean, you know, we also just got our Scream Six announcement that I think it's coming within the next year or two or something of that nature. Next March. Next next March. One yeah. year. One year. Oh man, that's going to be amazing. But uh, yeah, back to X, it, it really just, there were like, there's a lot of conversations in this movie that really makes you think. And you know, it's not just like, I mean, it is like your run of the mill slasher horror with, you know, the two old people kind of going a little bit crazy, but like, you know, you're in this, you're in Texas, number one, which is like what the second biggest state in the United States, I believe uh, next to um, Alaska, I believe Alaska is the first and then it goes Texas and then California, I want to say, but I mean, like Texas is huge and like you're, you're in the middle of nowhere, which makes the film feel, you know, so small and focused and he does such a good job of drawing out tension throughout the movie. Cause there's just these little things that add up. And then there, there are a few scenes where they're a bit overlong and sometimes you just wish, Oh, can we, can we move on? But for the most part, it's for a reason because he's he's setting up something like a random animal is going to show up out of nowhere and and terrify you, or a random nail, or 
<laughs> or a random pitchfork. Right. Exactly. Especially the pitchforks. And I mean, j- just with the cast itself, of course, we've kind of talked about Jenna Ortega already, you know, her her um her rise to fame with this being her third movie of the year. Uh, with uh, Mia Goth and um, even Brittany Snow. But I believe, I, I think Martin Henderson as Wayne was probably one of my favorites. Um, he was just, you know, that that old Texas boy. Good old boy. Yeah. He, Back you know, in Gone Hate Vibes. Right. Oh, def- definitely. It kind of reminds me a little bit of, um, I, I guess I would say, um, Kelso's brother from that 70s show. He just has that, like, charisma and you know like oh like he's clearly older than the rest of the cast um of you know of the crew making this film and you know he's essentially the producer so it's kind of like you know whatever he say says goes but it, it's really it, it touches on how um art imitates life in certain ways and how you know just in in a super simple term of how movies are made in a way but of course you know they they're kind of taking it a little bit step further because rj uh the boyfriend of uh jenna ortega who um her character's name is lorraine you know he wants it to be more of like you know the film that they're making more to be of like an art film um instead of the run-of-the-mill you know porn type movies out there but everyone else is like well no they kind of just want to see you know some uh some some bumping and grinding there for a little bit, you know what I mean? Like that that's literally what people are looking for. And I mean, of course, you know, we see them making the movie and whatnot, and there's like barely any story. <laughs> there's like barely any story within the movie that they're actually making in uh X, but it's it is a very um it's it's welcome. The farmer's daughters. Yeah, the farmer's daughters. It's like okay, like who hasn't that? And then a third one gets added in midway through. Midway through, you know, he's like, you can't just change. You can't just change a you know the movie's course correction. I I would definitely disagree. And I, I kind of like that. That's like the twist on the usual. Oh, there's one prude, <laughs> one prude girl in the movie. Like yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween, but she uh she she flips that around. Yeah, she definitely does. I mean, I guess you could say that. And I mean, there there definitely is a um a a final girl in this uh per se. You know, there, there's there's three. Well, there's three guys and three girls within the entire crew. So it's you know everyone kind of gets picked off one by one. But you know, I'm I'm trying to avoid spoilers before we actually get into the spoilers section. But was there anything else you wanted to add before we jump into spoilers? I also just wanted to add to entice anybody listening if if they are not convinced yet. Kikuddy's character's name is Jackson Hole. I just thought that was amazing. That's probably one of the best adult film, you know, stage names you probably could come it up with. It doesn't get better than that. It, it really does. I mean, it's 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 and it's also nice for uh Cleveland Cleveland fans, you know, to to see Kikuddy in this in this movie and it's just you know, he's from Shaker Heights, Ohio, so it's like it's it's right down the way. It's in the yeah, Cleveland area. He did his thing. He had some some swag. I really like Britney Snow's character. Yeah, I, I did thought too. she did a great job of being like that confident, like <laughs> doesn't give doesn't give a, a uh, rats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't. She was, exactly she was really. She was really funny too. Yeah, she's very sure of herself and just you know automatically just the the confident one of the group in a way. Um, obviously you see, uh, Wayne, Martin Henderson's character, Wayne, you know, he's very confident, but I would say out of the girls and the guys that, you know, Wayne and, um, Brittany Snow play, uh, plays, uh, Bobby Lane, uh, Bobby Lynn, excuse me. Um, those, they are definitely the two that kind of, you know, they know what they want. Um, they're not like a couple in the actual movie itself, but, uh, sometimes it kind of made made me think a little bit, but it's a very, um, just, just the, we'll get into it here in a second, but the, the main conversation, I guess you could call it like the quote unquote dinner scene, but not really a dinner scene, kind of just a back and forth between all six characters. So uh, really made me think. And it's like, it was a, it was a guitar scene. Yeah. Oh, t- they played landslide. Yes. So. Yes. I was, I was like, okay, you know, I mean, Snow doesn't have like the best pipes, but it, it was, it was nice. Be- better than Euphoria's guitar solo. I don't know, man. I, Okay, so which song I enjoyed more? Obviously, it's going to be a landslide. Yeah, that's that's the big difference. But the performance, because my one of my friends is a musician in town, 
and he and my other friend, um, they, they play together and they usually landslides one of their songs that they, they kind of go through. Um, cause we're all big, uh, Fleetwood Mac songs, uh, fans, excuse me. Performance wise, I got us to give it to Elliot, but I enjoy landslide more. But it, it didn't go on for. Oh my ago, god! Yeah. It might. It should have. <laughs> it, I was like, all right, like Sweet, we're just gonna play some landslide in the middle of this uh, this movie. So that definitely upped it for me. But uh, before we get into spoilers, it's it's really um, like I, I feel like both the audience and the critics are really kind of vibing with this uh, more so with the critics and the audience. Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes right now, um, it is sitting at seventy nine percent for audience audience score with over two hundred and fifty verified ratings and then for the tomato meter it's 116 reviews sitting at a 96 percent so i'm like I, I feel like that's a pretty nice medium it seems that everyone's enjoying this in general you know and I, I know usually a lot of people see ooh, you know like once it hits the 70s they're like oh it's not really good uh, just want to let you guys know a 79 percent is amazing <laughs> just to let everyone know out there that that doesn't mean that the movie is bad whatsoever Usually it's like not until it really hits like that, the right. That, that equates that equates to four out of every five critics telling you to watch the movie. Yes. Yeah. And we and even us just being critics or just us speaking as just movie fans or general movie fans as everyone else. I think people should see it. You know, like I know people who really enjoyed it. I know people if who you're, if you're a horror fan, you have to see it. Oh, like, for sure. Absolutely. And, or, or if you're a Jenna Ortega fan or a Kid Cudi fan, for sure. Definitely. Oh yeah, that'll definitely be a good draw. <laughs> definitely, but I, want, I wonder if that was a prosthetic. I think it was. <laughs> I, I, I imagine. I, I mean. watched Chris Duckman's uh, um, review of it, and he kind of mentioned it. He was like, "Some of the prosthetics were questionable, but you know, you get like." It, you only notice it for a second. That, that was, it was a funny moment. <laughs> there's for a sure. lot in, for it being a horror movie. There's a lot of funny. Um, parts in this, it's, it, it kind of just, you know, lifts the tone a little bit, but you know, gets right back into it, but, uh, let's get into our spoiler section. So ladies and gentlemen out there, if you are listening, that is your first spoiler warning for the movie X again, that is your second spoiler warning for the movie X. So if you haven't seen it, definitely go watch it in theaters. Um, I, I, I highly think that people should especially when it comes to horror movies in theaters. There's nothing better than watching a, a slasher movie with a bunch of random people and like, you know, on a giant silver screen and just having a good time because my audience was loving this movie. What about you? Yeah, I was actually surprised. It was a bit of a, a packed theater for a small indie horror film. I was definitely excited to see that. Especially A24. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the only the only issue I had with my um with my theater experience is that for some reason everyone in my row and the row like above me just had to like constantly keep going to the bathroom. Like they would get up every like 10 to like 11 minutes. Maybe they were just uh, relieving some, <laughs> some built up pressure. I guess it was like happening all the way through the movie. I was like I was literally the only person in my row who sat there the entire time. <laughs> like, but um, for me, uh, my audience, well, I saw it on Friday, like mid evening. There wasn't a lot of people, but I would say there was about maybe 10 to 15 of us, but like five o'clock on a Friday, you know, some people are still, get, still getting off work, you know, yada, yada, yada. But um, I kind of want to go see this again um, with a bigger audience. Definitely. But um, overall, man, it's just <laughs> some crazy stuff happens. So I guess let's just get into the weeds here. Um, there, I guess the, the, let's just talk about the motive of why these characters are somewhat, you know, getting picked off one by one by this old couple. <laughs> the, the farmer's couple, I guess you can call them. I couldn't really think of another clever uh, term for them. But well, did you did you notice that the old lady looks familiar? <laughs> Dude, honestly, I can't tell if like some of that was like kicked on makeup or not. I want to say yes, but I want to say no at the same time. Um, but I did not recognize her. That was Mia Goth. That was Mia Goth. She's playing the protagonist and the antagonist. She's basically playing older version of herself. That that adds a whole nother dimension. Okay. So yeah, that kind of just bumped it up for me a little. Wow. 
All right. Okay. Wow. I did not know that whatsoever. And then that ties into the post credit scene. You see, okay, we, we got to talk about this post credit scene because I did not know. Look, since since when did they start putting post credit scenes in indie films? Because you know, for any superhero movie or any big blockbuster, obviously, you know, we're conditioned to sit there. And I just got up and left after it was done. Well, well this one pulled a Spider-Man No Way Home. This is a post-credit trailer. Oh, oh, Devin, I think I have to go see it again. I mean, it's on YouTube, but oh, it, well, eh, well, I kind of want to see the movie again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, wow. Do you I want did me not tell you what it is. It might make you like the movie even more. Okay. Do you think it'll be better for me to find out on my own? Because I feel like it. I I should just go see it again. Because well, I now know... that you now that you know the old lady was played by Mia Goth. Yeah. That's kind of what it is. <laughs> Okay. So it's Ty West shot a prequel for this movie, and the end credit scene is a trailer for it. Basically, okay. It's called it's called Pearl. Her name is Pearl, and oh. it takes place in like the 1920s. As Mia Goth as the old lady when she was younger. Okay. Just terrorizing people. Okay. I, I definitely. Oh man, I kind of want to see it now. I don't know. Oh man. Oh man. I I it looked, I, it looked insane. Okay, I, I definitely I, I got to see it on the big screen though, because it's like uh, I, I think I might go see it again today. I, I don't know, we'll see. But okay, so that's that's very interesting, very very interesting. I I like because I was watching the whole time. And I was like, this old lady does not look like an old lady. It looks like someone, a younger person in makeup. Well, I mean, it was, was better like, than <laughs> from the Adam Projects. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I guess it's easier to make a young person look old. Than it yeah. is an old person to look young. It, I mean, it looked fine. It's just I could tell that it was. Yeah, you, you not could tell like so. a legitimately old person. Right. And I was yeah. like, wait, is that is that Mia Goth? And then I was like, oh, that that really adds a whole other level to the movie. No, it really does. I mean, and now that you said that, it kind of like bumps up my score a little bit because I had, I had no clue. Um, when it came to, the- uh, I thought the, I thought the old man might have been someone younger too, but I I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking through uh, Rotten Tomatoes to get a clear, you know, picture, you know, whatnot. Um, is his name Howard? Was that the old man? Possibly. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, okay. It wasn't a so, young person. Yeah, so his name is Stephen Err, or Yuri, I think, Err. Um, on the Rotten Tomatoes, it doesn't show a picture, but let me see if I can. Gorebag in Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he doesn't, he doesn't like super i mean he's older but he's not like he, he probably had makeup on yeah oh yeah for sure because i was i was thinking yeah he's he's, he's in the hobbit and in uh, lord of the rings as well so okay cool 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 nice nice um that's that's very interesting yeah i was gonna say he definitely looked like he had some kinks on makeup i'm like there's no way they just plucked some two old people out of you know we need you guys for this yeah, movie. especially for the things they're doing they gotta be a bit spry <laughs> Let's just talk about it, Devin. There's a lot of old people intercourse in this movie. <laughs> Some midsummer vibes. <laughs> but like at least in midsummer, it was two younger folk. But like this, I mean, I was like, okay, th- this is what we're getting. Uh, but also I I think one of the funniest moments, and and we'll we'll get back to the conversation that they had. Um, you know, the uh, six main characters, but how the old man dies, <laughs> how the old man dies from this. <laughs> I have to tell you, Devin, people were cracking up the way that this man had a heart attack because after you pretty much shoots off Jenna Ortega's face, it's like a reflex. That was, that was insane. That- scene. Was dude the way she ran out? I was like, okay, I'm like, so there, there's gonna be a final girl in this episode in, in this uh movie, but I couldn't figure out who. And I was like, maybe it might be Jenna Ortega, I'm not entirely sure. And then that, she just runs out and you know gets her face blown off. And I was like, this is is literally, literally insane. <laughs> so <laughs> oh man, I, I thought that was crazy, but Back to this um, this conversation that they had between art imitating life. Well, what did you think about the the things that were said around this uh, this nice little combo? Yeah, it's it's a nice little um, secondary like story for the for the movie. Um, just kind of showing that I don't know. Once you get a certain age, you just kind of lose a part of your life at some point, like yeah. a certain physical aspect that you you can't you can't perform anymore. 
from what you used to be. And you're always looking back at what, what you were before. And you're always looking at the, the generations younger than you and kind of wishing that you were them for, uh, to a certain degree and yeah. making you a little jealous. And sometimes that jealousy turns into a rage and you, you keep <laughs> a man tied up in your basement for your own uh, pleasure and needs. That was uh, man. Oh man. I, in this, it, I, I felt bad for, you know, the old lady and, but it's, it's almost as if it, it's, it, it sucks. And I think the, what, what they did, you know, of, of course this, this entire movie itself, like the, some of the shots were, were just fantastic, especially with uh, Mia Goth's character, you know, what she always say, um, I will not accept a life. Um, I do not deserve, I believe it was something of that nature. Um, when she's getting into the into the lake and there's the alligator, like I thought that was a nice little like foreshadow. That was a thing. great scene. Like I was a dude. She she's gone. Like there's no way. And I'm like no, she just like talk about the I build was not up. Tense. An alligator in a slasher movie. I was not either. I mean, just the way that it was shot, where you know you kind of see like the alligator coming faster and faster. I was like, it's gaining. It was it was gaining on her for sure. I was like, not gonna lie. I thought she was gone. But I'm like, and it just makes sense for them to have an alligator. That's how they get away with this all these years because they just toss the bodies in there and the alligator just yeah. devours it. They literally, they, they don't have to kill um, people like uh, Vic does in uh, deep water. <laughs> yeah. They don't have to be super creative with at least, rocks. At least there were police in this movie. Um, <laughs> there was like maybe a few in deep water, but I'm like, how is this man getting away with all of this? Three people. Have got this technically four in that movie, but uh, back to X. I I really like the use of the song's landslide because it it pretty much it, it brings the entire movie together. You know, children get older. Yeah, children get older, older, and I'm getting older too. And it's like you said, you know, it's it's almost as if you know the the el- the older generation um, when it comes to senior citizens, you know, it's. I mean, it's, it's hard not to look back and see where you were because, you know, life is always, always about moving forward. And, um, it's, I mean, it's, it's nice to reminisce, but I think they, uh, lived in the past, uh, a little bit too much. <laughs> so to yeah. speak, it was uh, boy, oh boy. But they, but they rekindled their love just in time for them to both die. I can't believe, I mean, I believe that they did it. Cause number one, a 24 is like one of the most like obscure, weird, you know, indie films out there or indie studios out there. I mean, they've, I mean, we've seen things like amazing. Like, I mean, I'm, I really like the green Knight or waves as well. Uh, Devin, for some reason likes, uh, <laughs> Oh my gosh, Adam Sandler, um, Uncut Gems for whatever reason, I will never understand, but hey, oh, to yes. each their own. Um, you, you know, A24 has made some really obscure movies, even with like The Lighthouse. And I think, uh, but like they've also made like a lot of wholesome movies um, with, oh my gosh, well, it was with Aquafina. Um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the name of that movie. The Farewell. There we go. The Farewell was, was really, really nice. Um, and I think, you know, A24 has always been and of course, Midsummer as well. You know, they've already tackled the horror genre before. And I think hereditary. Yeah. And oh, yeah. <laughs> OK, I will say hereditary. Hereditary messed with me. I thought I, I bet it did. I thought Midsummer was going to mess with me. But I got to say, Devin, and I got to say scarier. It is. But I will say the I have the. um the extended cut of midsummer and it is so much better. I'm telling you, like there's so many holes that were filled into that. It, it really just, I, I think that's, that's the way to watch it. Just like what Zack Snyder's justice league for sure. Uh, but yeah, it, <laughs> hereditary was <laughs> crazy, but that was more demonic. This is more of just like a slasher movie. Um, but I know a lot of people, I wanted to ask you, what, what is your take on people calling certain horror movies like elevated horror versus like, you know, your general run of the mill? Because I've heard some people or just, and there's a lot of producers out there that don't actually like using that term because I guess it feels like, you know, other horror movies like Scream or Texas Chainsaw Massacre or X or on, on like a lower totem pole because you know it's just like oh killing 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 
story, whatever, whatever. But I wanted to get your thoughts about um, would you consider X a elevated horror and what do you consider elevated horror? Yeah, it's kind of difficult when you put when you put that in, into the equation, elevated horror, because just because in general, the horror genre is kind of looked down upon, like in general, like people usually don't respect it as much as the other genres. So when you try to separate it even further into elevated, non-elevated, it just kind of divides the genre even more than it, than it should be, because I don't know, there's a lot of good stuff in horror recently. And whether ele- quote unquote elevated or not, it's, it's definitely been like a renaissance of horror the past like decade or so. So I feel like in a certain way it can be damaging if you, if you try to put certain movies into that category because it kind of lowers the other movies. I, I see what you mean. I, and I guess for me, when someone has always used the term elevated horror, I've never, I mean, like you, you know, I've never really like categorized it into two, but like. I, I would definitely agree that it is a thing to a certain degree, just because you have a horror movie where you just shut your brain off and you watch people die. Like that's, that's just a category in itself. Like, but then there's, there's others where there's, where there's a secondary, like deeper meaning to it that they're trying to, trying to relate. Yeah. Like the Babadook or, or I would say even for Jordan Peele's uh, films as of late. And yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't, I would never, you know, say, oh, well, you know, X it's, it's just like another slasher movie, whatever, whatever. Like there's really good slasher movies and there's really, really bad slasher movies. Just like there's really good, you know, fantasy films, really bad fantasy films, superhero movies, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I've, I guess for me, like, like you just said, you know, when, I guess when I call something elevated horror, like I still view it as horror in general. Like I would never, you know, rank like, oh, well, here's like my favorite, like top 10, like favorite horror movies. And then someone's like, oh, where, where's Get Out? Where's uh, Nope? Or, you know, uh, Us or et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, oh, well, you know, those are elevated. Those are different. Like I would still, you know, categorize them on the same. But I do feel like it is a bit of a subcategory just because, like you said, you know, there is a second element to it that has a deeper meaning um, instead of it just being a, you know, your your traditional slasher films. But people love traditional slasher films, you know, no, how, no matter how, you know, dumb mistakes that they make, you know, yada, yada, yada. But it's it, it's a bit um, I I still view it as horror. Um as we've been talking about X, I definitely wouldn't say it's elevated for sure, but I mean, that doesn't make it bad. Cause I really, really enjoyed this movie and the, the theme of it altogether was very interesting to me. Cause like I said, for some reason, when I first watched the trailer, I'm like, Oh, I'm like, Oh, the, you know, the old lady is like demonic because you know, the, the, um, the husband saying, Oh, you know, like, well, my wife's not well. I'm like, well, what do you mean by like, not well, but he's in on it too. So it's. <laughs> did you ever see the visit, the M Night Shyamalan movie? I did not. I would recommend that if you like this. Very similar old people. Oh boy, doing bad things. Oh no, it's 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 always the quiet little church mouses, you know. Like I mean, yeah, I love I love how Jenna Ortega's character was church mouse. What's up, church mouse? What's up, church mouse? But it's it's I I gotta say. Um, now that I know that me and Goth also play the old woman, the like her movement and everything in the film was just so funny. Like it was very unpredictable. Like, you know, when <laughs> she's in like the secondary house, like she's in the bed with Mia Goth being in the bed with herself. With herself. And then she kind of like scurries away, like, oh, gotta get away. <laughs> like the way she was walking was so funny. She's like, oh, oh. <laughs> I thought it was her movement was hilarious because she was always lurking somewhere, man. And I'm like, this is, this is not okay. <laughs> this- we'll just keep that a secret between us. All right. Yeah, exactly. I love, I love that ending. <sighs> it reminds me a lot of, of ready or not as far as like, yeah, just an amazing ending. Yeah. It, it like re- just a perfectly perfect encapsulation of, of the movie and bringing back a quote from, from before. You want to know a fun fact that I literally just found out? <laughs> you want to know who the executive producer is? Uh, I saw that in the, in the credits. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sam Levinson. Yeah. <laughs> He's also a uh, co-writer. You know who, yeah, I was going to say, you know who co- co-wrote Deepwater? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he's he's up and he's down. <laughs> People have a personal vendetta against this man. I'm like, listen, like if you don't like his writing style, that's fine, but... 
Euphoria season one is fantastic. Season two, Euphoria has its issues, but I still love it altogether. But I see so many people with a personal vendetta against this man right now. I'm like, Deep, Deep Water definitely did not help his case. No, Deep Water was. Well, I mean, he was a co-writer, so I'm giving him a little bit of slack there because he didn't direct it, but you know, he he was you know part, a part of the, uh, the the writing portion. I'm giving him a little bit of slack only because he was a co-writer on that one, but. Yeah, people are <laughs> people are like oh, people hate Sam Levinson now. I'm like, I mean, I can't say he's the worst, but I can't say he's the best either. But I'm like, give him a little bit of slack, y'all. It's it's all good. I mean, we're all going to be back for Euphoria season three, so it's it is what it is. And it's I mean, can't really blame him. You know, it's just it's a way to make money. You know, like he he's in this business. Like he can't just just do Euphoria. And also, um, have you started uh, Dope Sick? On Hulu, I have not. I hear it's very good, um, which is directed by Sam Levinson as well. Uh, has Michael Keaton and Caitlin Dever in it as well. So I think that's definitely worth it. Um, Hulu's been kind of stepping it up a little bit. You know, it's been a while since we've uh, been on the old platform. But uh, was there any other? Uh, it's, as we get into closing thoughts here, let's just give our final thoughts. Uh, we're getting into scores, and we'll kind of close out here. So I'll pass it over to Devin. Um, yeah, it was a good time. Some great kills. The pitchfork through the eyes was, uh, the way they set that up was so jarring because like they, they would cut back between scenes and then you cut back and he's like, I don't even remember what it was, but he like came off of the pitchfork. That's another thing, like the artistic choice, like when they kept swapping back in, in between two scenes made it even gave it more of an eerie feeling as well, which is something I really, really liked, but I I do apologize. Con- continue. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah. And then also... The boyfriend RJ being killed in the beginning, just <laughs> poor RJ destroyed. He was like, "Oh, it's cool if everyone else's girlfriend is doing this while the camera's rolling, but not my girlfriend." And then <laughs> Church Jenna Ortega's like, "I want to do it." <laughs> He's like, what? Imagine, "Imagine putting yourself in his shoes. I don't know how I would feel." I felt so bad for him because it's like, I mean, he he's clearly, you know. The, the guy behind the camera and, you know, wanting to make this film. He has a certain vision for it. He's he is the director, uh, but it's <laughs> felt so bad. I, I love I love Wayne's advice to him afterwards. He was like, I, you've never been 42, but I've been 23. So listen to me. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the seasoned Texas veteran, <laughs> Martin Henderson. <laughs> He's like, I, you got You got to You got to let her do what she wants because she will leave if you don't. Yeah, <laughs> he was very, and I thought about it. I was like, yeah, no, 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 he's, he's making some good points. <laughs> it's kind of like the, uh, the, it was almost as if RJ was like starting to like have like that fatherly role over his own girlfriend. Like, you know, like you can't do this, 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 and this. And it's like, you know, with kids, if you tell them, no, it's just going to make them want to do whatever you don't want them to do more. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> I really liked the uh, the uh, the old age wisdom advice there, you know, it's uh, you know where, where people have been and where they're going. So the the whole you know X can give it to you, you know, all, all together there. There's also a bit of a twist at the end there where there was that pastor on the TV throughout the whole movie just giving out ridiculous sermons, and then it shows a picture of um, of Maxine, a younger Maxine, and I guess she must have escaped from this religious type of cult place. Yeah. And that's where she is now. So Maxine, Mia Goth played obviously the two characters. Maxine was the older woman. The older woman is Pearl. Pearl. Okay. I'm sorry. So yeah, the people will be called Pearl. (laughs) I I gotta go see this again. (laughs) I gotta go see this again. Um, okay. So Maxine, yeah, was the girl who, who ran away. It really just, and I love I'm guessing, how I'm guessing that's what it is because they showed a picture of her and they're like, bring back my daughter. She, she lost her way. <laughs> She's like, I want to be a movie star. She's like, I'm tired of this life of poverty. <laughs> she said, I want to be rich. Grab some Wonder Bread, Wonder Woman. <laughs> gotta love it. Gotta love it, man. The, the dialogue in the scene, uh, not in the scene, but just in the movie itself was was fantastic i, I really love the 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 screenwriting for this so uh kudos to uh um, ty west for doing that as well but uh what did you have anything else to, uh to add before i uh, give my two cents nope all right oh man where do i even start so uh oh 
Well, what's your score really quick? Um, this is one of those movies where the more I think about it and the more we talk about it, the higher the score just keeps going. Yes. Yeah. One of those. <laughs> yeah, I really, and that's what happened with me on Letterboxd. I had it originally at like three and a half. And then I thought about it some more, even prior to us t- um, talking about it. I was like, no, that was pretty good. And then, you know, as we've been talking about it, like, no, okay, this is, this is a pretty good, like for, for a slasher movie or just an indie film in general. I, I think this is, Amazing. Like, uh, this yeah, is, I mean, I, I don't really have many complaints. We haven't really mentioned anything. No, I think, I think really... a few of the shots were a bit long, mm-hmm. but just kind of going for the artistic choice. That's just going to tend to happen. Yeah. I, I feel like, I mean, the runtime was about an hour and 45 minutes, which I feel like is fine for this kind of movie. I didn't want it to be super short, but I didn't want it to be super long either. Maybe if they would have shaved off like maybe 10 minutes, I think that would have been fine, but um overall i I just love the messaging and now that you know we've reviewed this and whatnot i definitely want to go see it again and um it kind of and me going to see it again usually it kind of makes me um wonder if i should pick this up or not you know add it to my my horror collection or i mean if it's on streaming somewhere later on which i'm sure it will be i just don't know where but then again a24 is a bit different with their um movies you don't really see a lot of them on streaming services so this might just have to be an automatic uh physical copy buy for me for sure um keep the spot next to it yeah ready for pearl been waiting 10 years she's coming <laughs> she's coming <laughs> she, but yeah uh for me um the, a lot of my thoughts pretty much echo Devin's. you know i've kind of mentioned it already you know i love the theme um of this of the slasher uh film the the ensemble cast was fantastic you know th- there weren't too many characters for you to kind of follow along to and i guess like the only the only negative i would have to say is that you know they they kind of show like the ending of the movie first. And then it's like, yeah, oh, it's- I'll, I'll agree with that where it doesn't really serve much to the story to have the sheriff show up in the beginning. And then at the end, it, it was a great line though, where he's like, what do you think's on this camera? <laughs> yeah. That one, was- <laughs> one goddamn fucked up horror picture. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, kind of building up to like what they found in the basement after everyone was dead. And it's like, Oh, it's just a dude chained up, you know, with his, you know, uh, Slytherin hanging out there. So <laughs> I was like, okay, like that's, I thought it was going to be something else, which is why I thought it was going to be some like demonic type horror movie. You definitely didn't need the the beginning no. shot. I, I, I don't think they, they, I think, yeah, I think that part could have just been shaved off and they should have just started the movie off with them, you know, going to, or adding something else in its place type situation but you know because i mean it it was just i mean obviously you know people are going to die but it was just a bit of a bummer to be like okay well you can kind of sort of count the bodies you don't necessarily know who's going to make it out or if they all die um which obviously you know mia god's character she is one that gets away um jenna ortega she was so close so close (laughs) but um yeah overall um I, i really did enjoy this movie definitely would see it again um for anyone out there like we said before if you are a big uh uh, horror movie fan uh, in general. I, I think you should definitely watch uh, watch this one. Um, it and I mean, I'm, I really hope that uh, you know horror kind of gets its uh, light in the sun. I mean, I mean, th- there's still a lot of horror movies I will probably never watch, um, but there, there's a lot of them that I will. Um, and this is definitely one that I can comfortably uh, watch pro- possibly every single Halloween. Uh, to be completely honest with you, so it's uh, it's it's been a fun strange ride with this one but it's it, it's not super weird it's not one of those super super obscure like a24 movies um it's not midsummer weird or hereditary yeah <laughs> but it is one of those classic horror picture shows that you can just sit back relax with a bucket of popcorn and just just have a good old time so that pretty much concludes our review of x um, I want to thank Devin as always for coming on, being my co-host here. Um, and then, um, sco- scores. I'll, I'll go. With oh, the, yeah. I think I'll go with an eighty-five right now. Okay. Really, really strong. Yeah, I, I think I'm pretty much in the same vein. I will go with an eighty-four because um, I think I gave it like a four out of five stars on uh, Letterbox. So yeah, pretty much around the same vein there. But I really, really enjoyed this one. Um, 
So yeah, like I said before, that pretty much concludes this review of X. We did it. We did it. Oh my gosh, we did it. <laughs> anyway, any hooser, man, oh man, what is coming up here on the podcast? You might ask. We have a lot coming up in the future, but we have a lot of great things you can check out right now, including our uh, Pixar's Turning Red review, our Adam Project coverage, our Euphoria season two review, and both um, non-spoiler and spoiler uh, reviews, two separate episodes of The Batman. You can definitely check out on our podcast. Um, all those are up on every single you know podcast platform that you can ever think of. Um, audio only, of course. Uh, we're not on YouTube. So um, yeah, that pretty much does it. We have a lot of, we have new things coming out here soon. Um, I believe Halo starts up, Halo series starts up there um, in a bit. And we also have Moon Knight coming up here very, very shortly. And the Oscars, Devin, they're coming up very, very fast. Coda is uh, gaining a lot of traction and won the, uh, the PGA awards uh, overall. So I'm, I'm, I'm pushing for either Coda to win Best Picture. I'm really, I, I really hope Coda does win. But then there's always Dune. So th- those are my, those are my two front runners, for sure. Uh, did you see Belfast yet? Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I've, it's about an hour and thirty minutes. Not super long, not super short, but I, I think it was a nice one as well. But yeah, I'm, I'm really pulling for uh, for Coda coming up here on the Oscars on uh, Sunday, March 27th. So it's coming up here pretty pretty quickly, guys. So that's. That's going to be interesting. Uh, we may or may not cover the uh, winners. We'll just have to wait and see. You know, you can follow us on Twitter at Film Optics. That is Optics with an X uh, to keep up with all of our uh, goodies over there. Before we leave here today, I just want to make sure to let everyone know to share an episode of our podcast with a friend, whether it be your mother, your brother, your lover, whoever it is. Make sure to share an episode of the Film Optics podcast with a movie lover in need so we're gonna get on out of here because it's sunday y'all oh it's sunday i can go see x again i'm going to church <laughs> go, going to uh the uh the, the old people's house for church today you know c- communion afterwards is very very important um moral of the story don't trust old people <laughs> seriously man she was calling it whore and slide i was like oh my gosh like i mean those really aren't as bad insults insults now but like to an old person it's like you know (laughs) the worst thing you could probably call someone in that uh profession but uh let's get on out of here and we hope you guys have a wonderful 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 week uh start to your week so that's a wrap for today everyone thank you all for listening and if you enjoy the show leave us a five-star rating and review on apple Podcasts and spotify and follow us on twitter and instagram to stay in the know that was devin my name is christian and we'll see you guys in texas peace